Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pina, and I'm bringing you today's word for March 22nd, 2023. This is today's word for March 22nd, 2023. All year long, we've been studying the miracles of Jesus, and we're going miracle by miracle by miracle. And I'm going to teach you this morning that it's important that we do it this way so that you can be changed. Listen, let's be honest. You don't get it the first time that I give it to you. And so you sometimes you don't, I'm in part 50 this morning of today's message, right? 10 weeks of teaching on this. You, a lot of us don't get it in part one. We don't get it in part seven. We don't even get it in part 14. It's like, you know, we finally get it. Like we're hearing it over and over and over again. And it's like something clicks on the inside and we got it. And so we're studying the miracles of God so that we can see the power of God manifested in the word of God. And then it does something for us when we're facing a situation with our family or our marriage or our children or our bodies or our finances or our careers or our business, that we're reminded that God can do all things. And the God of miracles is living on the inside of us. And there are messages in the miracles that encourage us. Put in the chat, the God of miracles is inside of me. And so the God who can do all things, he is on me and in me and with me and for me. And because of that, I am entering into God's rest. Because of that, I'm excited. So this is the miracles of Jesus part 50. I'm still dealing with the feeding of the 4,000. And the title of today's message is renewing your subconscious mind. Put it in the chat. I am renewing my subconscious mind. My deep inner programming, my internal settings are being changed by the word of God. Get ready for the word. All right, so let's get ready for the word this morning. Listen, you have a conscious mind and you have a subconscious mind. And not only do I want you to be changed in your conscious mind. So for example, if I say, if I say, repeat after me, I can do all things. Well, you are doing that consciously. You are, you are repeating after me in your conscious mind, but there's some deep internal programming that you have. And I want that to be changed. I, I want your internal settings to be like in alignment with God and his will and his word. And we're going to learn today when I first came to God, like, for example, I explained, I had a poverty spirit, a poverty mentality because of the way that I was raised. So did Isabella and that had to be changed. So there's some things deep down on the inside that are not conscious, that, that you are subconsciously programmed to live a certain way. And what we want is you're not just God to address your conscious, but put in the chat, God is changing me from the inside out. I want my internal settings to believe God. I want my internal settings to believe that God can do all things. Glory to God. I want my internal, listen, when I get a letter in the mail, when I get an email, when, when I get news that I didn't want to hear, then my internal setting is already set to boom, God can do all things. And so I'm not even worried about it because because my internal setting is then going to manifest in my conscious mind. And what am I saying? I'm going to say some stuff that I believe God. What's going to come out of my mouth is faith and not fear. What's going to come out of my mouth is, is the power of God, the, the, the internal rest, that, that God can do anything. Why? Because I'm programmed that way. Put in the chat, say, I'm programmed that way. I'm talking about my subconscious programming. Man, this is going to be good. All right, before we get into the miracle, Psalms 126 and verse 4, the Bible says, now, Lord, do it again. Say, Lord, do it again. Now, Lord, do it again. Restore us to the former glory 
May streams of your refreshing flow over us until every dry heart is drenched again. I declare no dry places. Put in the chat, no dry places for me. I don't want to see any area of your life to go dry and dried up and despondent. No, I'm talking about fresh wind, fresh fire, fresh anointing. You keep listening to me. I'm, you're going to leave with today's word and you're going to have a fresh anointing. I'm talking about just being fresh in God, open to whatever God wants to do. So Lord, do it again. Say amen to that. All right. Mark chapter eight. Verses 8, I mean, 1 through 21, um, this is still the feeding of the 4,000. I don't know. Sometimes I get on this stuff and the Holy Spirit won't let me go. Let me tell you the story again and then we'll get into it. So Jesus feeds 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread. The disciples participate in it. The bread is multiplying in their hands as they're handing it out. When, when it's all said and done and everybody ate until they were full, the Bible says, they gathered up the leftovers and there were seven baskets of food left over. So Jesus then has a run-in with the Pharisees. The Pharisees say, hey, we still don't believe that you're sent from God. Why don't you perform a miracle in front of us to prove to us that you're from God? Jesus said, dude, <laughs> it's a good thing I'm Jesus. <laughs> yeah, you're trying to test me. Uh, I don't have anything to prove to you. And let me, and he said, forget it. And then he leaves. Him and his team, they get on the boat and they take off. When they get on the boat, they take off. It dawns on them that they only have one loaf of bread and there's 13 grown men on the boat. And then they're like, oh my God, what are we going to do? We only have one loaf of bread. What are we going to eat? And Jesus was like, what? What? You guys are talking about bread? You guys are talking about, it can't be that you're talking about food. You're talking about food? I mean, come on. He said, wait a minute, hold on. Is this, are you the same guys that participated in the feeding of the 5,000? Remember when we fed 5,000 people with two fish and five loaves? They said, yes. How many baskets of food was left over? Uh, 12. Okay. Just a few minutes ago, you guys were part of the team, right? Yes. We just fed 4,000 people with seven loaves of bread, right? Yes, sir. And everybody ate till they, they were full, right? Yes, sir. And then when we were done, how many baskets of food were left over? They said seven. And he said, so if you remember that, how in the world can you be complaining about having only one loaf of bread? What is wrong with y'all? Why? Because there's a difference between your sub, your conscious mind and your subconscious mind. There's a difference. So let's talk about it. So what does this mean for you today? I have three things to share with you in this morning. I'm building my case. I'm adding on to today's word from yesterday. If you missed today's word from yesterday, you need to go back and check it out because this is like, I'm building my case. So let me give you three more like nuggets as I continue to build this thing. You ready? Here's number one. You got to understand the difference between your conscious and your subconscious mind. There's a difference. Say that. Say there's a difference between my con conscious mind and my subconscious mind. There's a difference between my conscious beliefs and my subconscious beliefs. So let me explain. I'll attempt to explain anyway. So what you believe consciously, you are able to articulate in the moment, right? So you can say, hey, I believe this, or hey, I believe that. And you can go on to explain what you consciously believe, what you think you believe and what you consciously believe. In other words, you are articulating what is in what you think, what you believe is in your belief system. So this is what I believe. I believe like X, Y, and Z. I believe Jesus can do anything, that kind of thing. I believe that, right? So there's a conscious level of thinking and a conscious level of believing that I'm aware of in the moment. So I'm actively declaring it and saying it. I can, I can, I can articulate my conscious beliefs with words, right? Now, the disciples, when they were handing out bread 
and they were actively feeding 4,000, like a few minutes ago. In that moment, I'm sure that they were conscious of God's power. They were cognizant of the miracle working power of God as the bread was multiplying in their hands. And they took seven loaves of bread and fed 4,000 people. And when they were done, there were seven baskets of food left over. So in the moment, they were aware of the power of God and they were conscious of what was happening. However, just a few minutes later, after they fed the 4,000 with seven loaves of bread, seven baskets of food left over, these very same grown men who were with Jesus for years were complaining about not having enough food. They were like, what are we going to do? There's 13 of us and there's only one loaf of bread. Why did that happen? Well, it happened because their subconscious mind had not been changed yet. And so deep down on the inside, they still didn't believe in a God who can do all things. Now, consciously, they would say, oh, yeah, we believe in anything. Yeah, that's Jesus. We, you know, hey, hey, yeah, we believe. Consciously, maybe they, they believe, but deep down on the inside, their internal programming had not been changed. So they literally just walked away from feeding 4,000 people. And a few minutes later, just like that, now they go right back to their internal belief system, and their internal belief system was set to think like the world and not like Jesus. See, while what you believe consciously is something that you can articulate, what you believe subconsciously is actually what you demonstrate. So one, you communicate with words, the other you demonstrate with your natural behavior. So there are some things... Whatever your natural behavior is when you're not thinking about it, whatever your natural behavior is when you're not consciously thinking about it, that's what your setting, your internal settings are set to. So for example, some people are naturally set, like I'll use a couple of practical examples today. One practical example is cursing. I grew up in East New York, Brooklyn. Um, I grew up in an environment where cursing was normal. And, and, and I cursed a lot. And so my natural language was full of curse words. And the guy that led me to Christ, his name was Leo Jacobs. We were in the same unit in uh, Kuwait. And he said, dude, oh my God, Pete, when I first met you, man, everything that came out of your mouth was filth, foul, filth, foul, filth. You'd be like, hey, what's up? You know, you know, boom, curse word. Hey, what's up? What's up? Curse word. Everything that came out of your mouth was a curse word because I was programmed that way. I didn't even, it didn't even real, I, it didn't dawn on me that, that I cursed. I mean, like, like you, you're not even aware of it because that's your internal settings. Then when I got born again, I was like, Ooh, I shouldn't talk like that. And it took me a long time for my internal settings to change. And now I don't curse. I, I, I have children. I don't think I have children that I don't think they've ever heard me curse. I mean, so, so, so like, you know, I mean, I've grown children that have never heard a curse word come out of my mouth because my internal settings were changed. Now, before it was just natural. So whatever you do naturally, that's part of your internal settings. Well, why is this important? I'm going to explain. It's very important because when you come to God, your internal settings are not set to faith. Your internal settings are not set to grace. Your internal settings are not set to God can do all things. No, your internal settings 
maybe said to, what am I going to do? Like the disciples were. So the disciples a few minutes ago were like, wow, this is cool. We're handing out fishes and loaves, or in this case, just bread. And it was multiplying, but their internal settings had not changed. So no matter what, Jesus was frustrated because their actions, their words might say, yeah, Jesus, we believe you. But their actions were saying something else. Their actions were saying, we don't believe yet. Their actions were saying, man, this is hard. What are we going to do? One loaf of bread, 13 grown men. And Jesus was like, wait a minute. It, do you not remember? If you remember, it should have changed you on the inside. Why? Because your subconscious has to change. Let's put, put this in the chat. My subconscious is changing. Say it by faith. My sub, Jesus, these guys were driving Jesus nuts. Why? Because in one moment, they might say some stuff that was good. And in the next moment, their actions were showing something else. Their actions were, were exposing to everyone what their internal settings were set to. And so you have to change on the inside. Say amen to that. All right. Number two, let me keep explaining. Your subconscious mind is your autopilot. So you actually have an autopilot on the inside, what you were set to. And this is what you do when you're not thinking about it. This is what you do when you're not thinking about it. Like there's some things that I do when I get up in the morning. I don't really have to think about it. I have a routine. I'm really a creature of habit. I have a lot of routines. And when I'm doing something that's part of my routine, I could be thinking about something else and my body just does it. My body just goes through the motions because now I can, I can give my conscious mind to something else because my subconscious mind is already set. You know, like there's a certain thing that I, my, my routine in the morning, I go brush my teeth, use the bathroom, wash my face, get dressed and all of that, come down, make my cup of coffee. All of that happens before I come down here. Well, what happens is I can consciously be thinking about today's word and take my phone and be speaking into the phone and recording things about what God has given me downloads. I could be consciously thinking about that while my mind, my body is just doing the brushing of the teeth and combing another hair. I'm not thinking about none of that because I can consciously give my mind to something else because my subconscious is already programmed to do all of these other things. So your subconscious is an autopilot. Let me explain. I'll keep explaining. Your subconscious mind, let me, let me just use like uh, an aircraft autopilot as an example. But your, your subconscious mind, whatever it's programmed to, it, it keeps you set to your habits and your beliefs and your, the way that you do things, right? That's your internal setting. So if you ever want to get to the point where you can flow with the Holy Spirit naturally, then your internal subconscious has to change. Pastor Bill Winston said it this way. He said, inside of everyone is an, an image, and, and Pastor Bill calls it an invisible fence. So for example, there's, a, there's an invisible fence around you that inside of that fence, you, you see yourself operating. Outside of that fence, you don't see yourself operating. And this is all in your internal settings. This is not conscious. So if God asks you to do something that is inside of your invisible fence, you're like, okay, God, I can do that. But if God asks you to do something that is not something that you see yourself doing, <laughs> nope, mm -mm, then you're like, nah, I can't do that. Why? Because it, even without you articulating, I can't, you already believe you can't because on the inside, you're not set to see that. So God wants you to believe the impossible. God wants you to knock that fence down. God wants you to believe that he can do all things. God wants you to believe in a God that can do anything. God wants you to, to see the invisible and perform the impossible, but you won't do it if your internal subconscious is holding you back. And so let me explain it. I'll, I'll use uh, aircraft autopilot as an example. So let's say 
that we're on aircraft and the pilot takes the aircraft, you're the pilot, you take the aircraft up to 37,000 feet and you set the, uh, the, the direction to 117 degrees. So we're at 37,000 feet, 117 degrees, lock in autopilot. Now my autopilot is gonna keep me at 37,000 feet altitude, 117 degrees as far as my direction. Now, I can grab the yoke and yank it up. And let's say I grab it and I yank it up and we go to 42,000 feet. I'm holding it at 42,000 feet. As soon as I let go of the yoke, what's gonna happen? It's gonna bring me right back down to 37,000 feet because that's where my programming is set. I'm going somewhere, y'all. So let's say I grab the yoke and I go this way and I go, and I, and I take it over to 47 degrees. Now I'm at 47 degrees. When I let it go, what's gonna happen? It's gonna go right back to 117 degrees. Why? Because that's where the autopilot is set. So that's where it's programmed to. So let me explain this with your belief system. If you can understand that, let me understand what happens to you in church, in your heart, with your belief system. So let's say that you come to God. I came to God when I was 23. And so when I got born again, I, I was already programmed to think and act like the world. I was already programmed uh, to have a poverty mindset. I was already programmed to and conditioned to think, uh, hey, when I grew up in Brooklyn, I was told black and brown kids, you guys should only expect to be able to do this or that. Like you're never going to be able to do this. You're never going to be, you know, successful. You're never, you know, I was programmed to think that way because that's what I was told. And so, so when I came to God, I had all of this stuff inside of my self image that I could be in church. And, and the pastor could say something good. And I could be like, amen, glory to God. But I'm saying amen in my conscious thinking, my conscious beliefs. Yes, I can do anything. But then when I leave the church a few days later, what happens? I'm back at my subconscious because it takes a long time. Listen, you can get excited. You can high five your neighbor, <laughs> slap three people and say, you can do all things. <laughs> you know, like slap somebody upside the head and say, Jesus is all, like whatever. You can get emotional in church. You can high five your neighbor. You could do a backflip and run around the church. But that's not going to change your subconscious thinking. Your subconscious beliefs are changed through a steady diet of the word of God. And this takes time. It's not automatic. And so while I can get you really emotional in church and get all excited and charged up and you leave church and you get on your phone, oh girl, oh, let me tell you, oh Jesus, that word, the word was so good. Woo, I'm fired up. But that, that's going to wear off in a couple of days. Like your internal thinking has to be set to the things of God. And so you will never routinely go beyond your level of thinking. You will never routinely go beyond your internal programming. Now, a pastor can push you. Your friends can push you. Your parents can push you. You can push yourself. You can go over to the mirror and say, I can do it. I can do it. I can do it. Yeah, that, that's going to last for a few minutes or a few days. But you will never routinely venture beyond your invisible fence. That's why your autopilot has to change. Your subconscious mind has to change and say, say this, say it by faith. Say, I am being changed from the inside out. So number three, let me keep building my case. Your subconscious mind is your internal setting and it must be transformed to think like God. So let me explain. I just used the autopilot on an aircraft as an example. Now I'm going to use driving as an example. Here's another good example, driving. So there are moments 
while you're driving, that you are driving with your conscious mind. You're driving like, what? man, what's wrong with that idiot? You know, over here or whatever. Like, what is wrong? There are moments when you are conscious while you're driving. But there's a lot of moments when you're not, especially when you're going somewhere like home. When you're going home, watch this. You leave church or you leave the mall or you leave somewhere and you're going home. Well, your subconscious mind knows where home is. Your subconscious mind is like an internal GPS has already a setting that says home. And your subconscious mind knows how to take you home. That's why you can be on the phone with your homeboy or your homegirl. You can be on blue, hopefully on Bluetooth. You could be on the phone having a conversation. You could be caught up in some music. You could be like in worship. You could do a, a lot of things and not even know how you got home. And before you know it, you're in your driveway because your subconscious mind took you home, right? It, that, that's happened. If that's ever happened to you, just explain it. Put it in the chat. Of course, it's happened to you. Your subconscious mind just takes you home. Now, here's, let me explain. So this is, this is what happened to me. I lived in Woodbridge, Virginia for nine years. And a few years ago, we moved to Haymarket, Virginia. Right now, I'm in Haymarket. Now, what happened was I lived in that house in Woodbridge for nine years. So my internal programming said, hey, that's home. After we moved a few times while I was in Woodbridge, we go to church in Woodbridge, we would leave church or leave a restaurant or something. And I'm like, oh, let's go home. And my internal programming would take me to the old house. If I wasn't conscious, if I was just talking to my wife or talking to somebody on the phone or whatever, I would like look up and be like, oh, I'm at the old house. How did that happen? Well, because my subconscious mind took me to my old house. That's what happens when you get born again. When you get born again, you have a new home. But on the inside, you don't know how to get there. <laughs> and so unless you're consciously thinking about it, this is why where people say, hey, I moved, I'm born again. You say you moved, but I keep finding you at your old address because your internal mind has not changed. And so, so you're born again, I'm from heaven. Say this, say it out loud. I'm born from above. Say it out loud. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. Say it out loud. I can do all things. You do it and you get excited and you write it down and you sow a seed. But then when you leave the church, you don't believe that yet. And so you're saying it, but you don't really, your programming hasn't changed. Your internal settings have not changed. Your conscious mind is changing, but your subconscious doesn't change that easy. It takes some time. So let me explain. Ephesians chapter two. Let me read to you verses one, two, and three. I'm trying to take my time and build my case on this thing. The Bible says, watch this. In the past, you were spiritually dead because of your sins and the things that you did against God. That's you and that's me. All of us. Say all of us. We were all spiritually dead. Verse two. Yes, in the past, your lives were full of sin. You lived the way the world lives, following the influence of Satan, the prince of the power of the air. That's the same spirit that is now working in the children of disobedience. So there are people in the world right now that are the children of disobedience, but we all live like that. Verse three says, in the past, we all live like that. Don't try to act like you was born holy. You were not. In the past, we all live like that, and we all live to please our sinful selves. We did what our minds and our bodies wanted. Whatever we wanted, that's what we did. And like everyone else in the world, we deserved to suffer God's anger. 
Now, Paul goes on to say, but God, who is rich in mercy, sent his own son, Jesus, and you know, and got it, got it. So, but my point is, we were all that way. So we were all born in sin. We were all shaping in iniquity, and we were all living that the way, the way the world does. We were all under the influence of Satan. We all were conditioned to think a way that does not align with God and doesn't please God. So for me, it was 23 years I lived that way. And when I got born again, it's not like I was going to change in 23 minutes. It doesn't work that way. And so while I was trying to change, I was changing consciously, but it took some time for my subconscious to change. Same thing with Isabella. Isabella and I, because of the way we grew up, uh, I, I was raised on welfare, food stamps, um, and Isabella was worse than that because they didn't have that in, in Dominica. And so because we were raised that way, we came to God with a poverty mindset. We had a poverty mentality. It took some time for us to, to get deprogrammed from thinking like, well, we can never do that, you know, or... Uh, no, I can't do that. Or there's some things that I can't do. Or there, I, there's some things that I will never do because of the way I was raised. Or like all of these things were part of our internal programming. And it took a long time for our subconscious mind to be changed. Let me bring it back to the miracle. Jesus was frustrated with his disciples because he felt like he had been with them long enough. He was like, do you not remember? Weren't you there when we fed the 5,000? Yes, sir. <laughs> with two fish and five loaves. Yes, sir. When we fed, everybody ate. How many baskets of food were left over? 12 baskets. Did, a few minutes ago, did we just feed the 4,000? Yes, sir. With seven loaves of bread, right? Yes, sir. Everybody ate till they were full, right? Yes, sir. How many baskets of food were left over? Seven. So why in the world are you thinking that we have a problem because we only have one loaf of bread? You know why? Because their subconscious had not changed. They, they, they were not changed. It was their internal programming. Like their internal programming, the internal programming was still set to lack, not abundance. He was saying God is a God of abundance. God is a God of overflow. God is a God of not enough. God will take you from not enough to more than enough. How in the world can you be thinking that way? Well, because the internal programming had not been changed. And so you got to change. Listen, this is why you got to meditate and medicate on the word of God day and night. This is why I do a series. I don't teach you. If I just taught a different message every day for 30 minutes or 25 minutes, I can get you excited. I can get you to high five your neighbor. I can get you to, to you know, run around your office while you're watching me on today's word. But, I, but you ain't going to change because you don't change like that. A 30-minute message is not going to change change you. Like if I teach you something for 30 minutes and then that's it and I go tomorrow is something else, tomorrow is something else, tomorrow is something else. No, you ain't going to change. The reason why I, we're on part 50 today. Why? Because you got to get it down in your heart. I'm teaching you on the miracles. I'm teaching you on the power of God. I'm teaching you that God can do all things. I'm teaching you that there's nothing God can't do. And I teach it to you over and over and over and over and over again till you get it down in your subconscious mind so that your subconscious mind is programmed to think and act like God. I want your internal programming deep down on the inside to be set to like, Bam, there's nothing God can't do. I am in God. God is in me. God is on me, in me, with me, and for me. I, the God who sits on the circle of the earth is the same God that I'm taking with me into this meeting. There's nothing. The God of the miracles lives inside of me. That's what I want your internal setting to be. And when your internal setting deep down on the inside is set like that, then when you get that phone call, that email, that letter in the mail that you didn't want, you're not going to freak out. Why? Because deep down on the inside, you already know God can do all things. Deep down on the inside, you already know God is on me, in me, with me, for me. Come on now. 
deep down on the inside, your subconscious mind has been changed. Put that in the chat. Say, I'm changed from the inside out. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I told you this was going to be good. You might need to listen to yesterday's message and today's message again. Lift up your voice and say this. Father, this is a season of refreshing and restoring for me. I am convinced that you love me. And since you love me, your desire is for me to be successful. You want me to prosper. I was not born to fail. I'm also convinced that you can do all things. There's nothing you can't do. You have all power. You live inside of me. You are on me, in me, with me, and for me. Therefore, there's no way I can lose. I walk with you and you walk with me. I make a concerted effort to submit to the process of mind renewal. I am deprogrammed from the ways of this world. I am reprogrammed to think and act like you. I think of myself the way you do. I believe what you believe about me. Living this way, I know greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow I'm going to have another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, you should. Come on now. You should. Get my notes. The notes are free. Go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button, get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. I love you. God loves you more. Man, this is good teaching, y'all. Get you, you might need to listen to this again. Please share. Do me two things. Leave me some comments in the chat if this message was a blessing to you. Share the message right now. Share it. Share it on your social media, on your timeline, and with your friends. I love you. God loves you more. I'll see you tomorrow morning. There's nothing you can't do. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pina. And then lastly, we have several books and products on rickpina.co. These are products designed to help you grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. We have apparel there that will help you represent the grace life. Thank you so much for being a blessing to us. And we pray that our ministry will continue to be a blessing to you. 